Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Celebrity Jobber Podcast with Jeff Zito. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, give a five-star rating, and leave a review. Check out all our past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you pod. What if these celebrities weren't famous? What would they have become? What was their first job? We're about to find out. Well, our next guest was an actor, and he has a ton of credits. The Six Million Dollar Man, The Hardy Boys, Battlestar Galactica, The Rockford Files. But my mother and a lot of other ladies know him as Dr. Noah Drake on the soap opera General Hospital. But we don't know Rick Springfield, the actor, as much as we know Rick Springfield, the musician, the rock star. His song, Jesse's Girl, off the album Working Class Dog, hit number one in 1981. And that's when women started throwing their underpants at him. Having a little trouble trying to connect with him right now, but I finally think he's ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest this week on Celebrity Jobber, Rick Springfield. Are we on? Hello. Hey, Rick. Yeah, we are. How's hey, it go- how you doing? How's it going, man? Good. We had fun with that answering service, lady. She was hilarious. Where was she from? Uh, I think the 1950s. <laughs> right on, man. You staying busy these days? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely. We have a tour and a new album, and uh, uh, it's looking really fun this summer, for sure. Do you tour a lot still these days, Rick, or do you, you know, kind of pick your, you know, because I know that can kind of be a, a long, grueling process tour. I mean, you know more about that than anybody. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I love to I love to play live. That's really the, my draw. But uh, sometimes the traveling can get a bit of be a bit of a drag. But it just I mean, I'm fortunate to be able to go out and play. I, I am very thankful for that. So tell me a little bit about uh, how this all started, because you're talking to a guy who loved that movie, Heart to Hold. I remember when uh, the VHS guy used to come around in a van, and uh, that was like one of the first uh, movies that I got. It was Heart to Hold, man, and I watched that over and over. I wanted to be a rock star just like you. And um, but it didn't start out that way. Was music your first? Bless you for that. Was was music your your first love, or or no? Was that kind of an accident? No, music was definitely my first love. I fell in love with the guitar when I was about eleven years old. I was living in England, and uh, they had a school show, and there was a kid with a, a beautiful guitar there, a Hofner, and I walked across the room like in a dream and uh, asked, him, asked him if I could hold it and he said sure and it was love at first sight I've been a guitar freak ever since so then was was acting in movies uh, kind of a, an accident or how did that all come into play I, well, I started acting um, in 75 because uh, I was you know kind of I was innocent enough to think I could uh, support myself as an actor while I waited for a recording deal which is pretty silly, but I actually did support myself a while. I just started going to acting class because my brother had been an actor in Australia, and I'd always been in the back of my mind, but I started going to classes and got some degree of uh, 
of ability, you know, on, under my belt and, and knowledge. And uh, then I just started working as an actor, and it was actually, it was, it kept me going, you know, it kept me, my emotions in the right spot so that when the time came for music to hit, I was ready for it. So tell me about your time growing up in Australia. How long did you spend there, and what was life like there for you? It was uh, amazing. I grew, my dad was in the Australian Army, so we moved around every couple of years, which was a real drag, but... Uh, it got me into a love of traveling, and uh, when I was 10 years old, we moved to England, and I we lived there for a few years, and that's when I discovered guitars and girls, and that was uh, very, 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 very powerful stuff. Yeah, it was. Then moved back to Australia when I was 13, and uh, went to Vietnam when I was 17, and wow. then came to America when I was 21. Wow. So, man, that's a, a lot of stuff. That's a lot. Yeah, that's there's a lot going on there. So, were you thinking of... You know, you're in Vietnam, and obviously your your mind is somewhere else for sure. So are you thinking of, like, a backup plan when you get back home? You know, you know these things are kind of pie-in-the-sky dreams for a lot of people, acting, show business, rock and roll. Were you thinking, like, maybe college, I'll go major in this, and this will be my backup? No, I never actually had a, a plan B. Uh, I actually was asked to leave high school in 11th grade because of uh, my behavior. So um, I, I didn't even finish high school, so I couldn't have gone to college. But um, I, I'd always only, music was it was everything to me, and that's all I wanted. And, and so with no plan B, uh, I didn't really have a choice not to have some kind of success, you know. Right. It was either that or death. Right. What was your first job, your first paying job? Uh, the only paying job I ever had outside music was uh, work when I was 15. I worked in a plant nursery for about uh, about six months uh, after after school. Um, and it was, uh, it was horrible. <laughs> uh, I didn't get paid much. And uh, the guy's uh, wife was always hitting on me. And it was just a very embarrassing situation. <laughs> I got to tell you a quick story. I was working at a radio station in Fort Myers, Florida years ago, and there was a plant nursery right in front of the studio. And there was an older model, 80s, just kind of generic looking car, Ford, Chevy, whatever it was. And on that car was every lyric to Jesse's Girl. And you couldn't stop looking at it because it was... It was, um, I, and I don't know if you ever ran into this person while touring a, at all, but it was in Fort Myers, Florida, and it was a, quite a distraction when you saw this woman driving down the road. That's pretty funny. I've never heard that before. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it, I don't know where she's at anymore, but it, she worked at a nursery. I just thought that was kind of uh, coincidental. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me about the tour this summer with Tommy Two Tone and Paul Young. Uh, yeah, we have the Hooters who haven't toured America uh, for a long time. They're amazing. We have uh, Paul Young from England. We have Tommy Two Tone. We have uh, on a couple of the shows. We have the Tubes and John Waite, who I love. And wow! So it's going to be pretty amazing and. Great artist and, and a lot of fun. So listen to this. I have found a way to save a few bucks. I know everybody's cutting back these days. Been waiting for this recession for the last few years. But anyway, if you're like me, your TV watching has gotten out of control. So now I have Rocket Money, and it basically shows me all the subscriptions that I have that are draining my wallet. 
Yeah, I just wanted a week free trial and then I forgot to cancel. Or you just stop watching some things. Why are you keep paying for it? Because you don't know. But with Rocket Money, you know. It's really easy. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and even helps lower your bills. And it's all in one place. Easy peasy. From your streaming services to fitness programs. Yeah, not using that one anymore. It sometimes feels impossible to keep tabs on what you're paying for every month. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash jobber. That's rocketmoney.com slash jobber. Rocketmoney.com slash J-O-B-B-E-R. Tell me a little bit about uh, outside of uh, show business. You do have a couple, uh, I guess, a, a lot of businesses that you're involved with today with some other people that we, we might know. Well, you, I think you're referring to uh, Beach Bar Rum, that I, uh, company I have with Sammy Hagar that is uh, amazing. And, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of fun with that. That's uh, done some shows together promoting it and and it's just a natural kind of organic promotion, really. Music and alcohol are pretty synonymous. And uh, uh, it, it, Sammy's been very successful at it before with uh, with uh, Cabo Wabo. So it was um, it, it just seemed like a great uh, a great hookup, you know. And I've known him since uh, I've done everything for you. So uh, was uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. We actually did something here downtown L.A. promoting it uh, last night with. Plus my my new album and the tour and uh, Beach Bar Rum, we put them all together in a little promotion downtown. So you you just celebrated the 40th year of Working Class Dog, but you have a, a new album out this year as well? Yeah, the new album comes out on August 4th. It's called Automatic, and it's got uh, 20 new songs on it. And um, we'll be doing some of those uh, in the show, but also a lot of the old stuff, of course. I can't leave the stage without playing. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of these bands that uh, they don't want to play the the big hit from way back when for whatever reason. Can you? I mean, I, I could never really understand that. But uh, you're playing Jesse's Girl, and I've done everything for you, and don't talk to strangers because that's that's what the people want to hear. Could you ever figure that out? Why people didn't want to do that stuff? Uh, I think you know it's uh, just a personal choice. I mean, every artist has a right to play whatever they. They want to play. I know Elvis Costello is out there now, and he's not playing a lot of the the hits that people want to hear. But that's his choice. It's his show, and um, I I love to give the audience what they want. I'm one of those guys, and I love to enjoy it. And I love to see. I don't want to see them sitting there looking at me with a quizzical look on their face. I want to see them jumping up and down and and singing along. That's what the party's all about for me. That's it, I man. Play new stuff because it gives us an extra gives us an extra kick, but. Uh, you know, I, 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 for me, it's the joy of playing and seeing the joy that it gives the audience that, that drives me. Any crazy uh, women still come out to these uh, shows and still throwing underpants at you and all that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome, man. Well, it's, look, it's great talking to you. RickSpringfield.com. You can uh, check out everything that's going on with Rick with the summer tour and... Um, uh, the new album. Great talking to you, man. Great story and uh, continued success, my friend. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Jeff. I mean, go ahead and Google Rick Springfield right now and, and see what this guy looks like. He's 74 years old. 
mean, he still looks good. He still gets ladies uh, throwing underwear at him when he's touring, which is a pretty remarkable story because I didn't know anything about Vietnam. I knew that Rick Springfield, you know, grew up in Australia. I knew about the acting background. I didn't know that acting was just like this thing that he was doing while he was waiting for his big break, which was getting a record deal. And that was all he ever really wanted to do. He didn't care about being on General Hospital. He was just kind of doing that to earn a living. And it seemed like, uh, you know, he acted for a long time, did some stuff in in Australia and got that record deal. And uh, the album Working Class Dog came out. Well, that was when Rick Springfield became a household name overnight. Song Jesse's Girl went to number one in August of 1981. And as they say, the rest is history. I thought it was pretty funny that Rick Springfield's very first job was at a nursery. And I had that story where I worked at a radio station in back of a nursery where this woman worked and had this late model Ford or whatever. And it had the lyrics to Jesse's Girl all over the car. It was quite a distraction. But knowing that he worked in a nursery for his first job and that this woman that worked at the nursery with the Rick Springfield Jesse's Girl car, I mean, I thought it was Kind of a coincidence, don't you think? And he's got some other business endeavors, especially the one with Sammy Hagar selling that beach bum rum. You know, I spoke to Sammy Hagar a little bit ago. He said he just plays music for fun. He makes more money on his alcohol stuff than he ever made in rock and roll, if you could believe that. Well, listen, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go ahead and... Give us a five-star rating. We'd appreciate it. Leave a review. All of our past episodes are up on CelebrityJobber.com. Follow us on IG, the Celebrity Jobber podcast. Coming up on one year old, our one-year anniversary, just a few weeks away. It's incredible. Thanks for all your support. I'll see you next week with another episode of Celebrity Jobber. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jeff Zito. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.